Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the BB Show. We're here for our Monday recap of week, what are we, week 17 now. We're, mm. we're, we're moving along in the season. Playoff season is alive. Um, a lot of teams are in do or die mode. Um, but before we dive in, man, we got for you guys, we got a quick fantasy recap for you guys. And then we're just going to go through the games, man, because there were some good ones. And we'll talk about the ones that matter. There's a couple that don't matter at all. So, you know, we won't talk about those very much. But uh, with that being said, Thursday night football, Cowboys at Titans. Uh, we had Jake on. He took the Cowboys, uh, and so did we. We both, all three, all three of us took the Cowboys, and all three of us uh, hit that one. And anything crazy uh, for you from this game? Other than the sense that the Titans, uh, they get they get let off the hook for not like winning the division this year when you feel more confident as a coach because I, I trust. Mike Rabel's coach. I, if anyone else wants to push back on that, you know, go for it. But ultimately, he took over a Titans team that was, if they had an eight and eight season, it was like, oh, this team's, you know, like they were bad for a long time. And yeah. he has made them contenders. Uh, and the, I understand amongst division other dominance. things. Like, right. Like Derrick Henry, among other things. But I, I would say, uh, we've seen, especially a lot this year, Vikings are a great example of just how big of a difference coaching can make. Mm-hmm. And when he is saying, you know, I feel better about going into tonight with Josh Dobbs. I understand Malik Willis is a rookie, but nonetheless, for this this pivotal week 18 matchup, they don't have a sufficient QB option. I, I'm not saying Malik Willis is a bust, and yeah, but like it's too early for him. They don't have anybody else lined up. And unless Derrick Henry just quite literally puts team on his back, which he usually does, but I'm talking like a 200 yard performance. This team is probably going to get bounced. They have no depth. Everybody's hurt. It's just, they got a lot of restructuring. Yeah, they've got, to do. have you seen the stat? I, they've been the number one team for de- IR designations for four straight years. That's just unreal. The, the mean, amount of just luck, like bad there's a luck lot of luck in that, that, but it does make you wonder, man. And not a lot of people say this, but like, yeah, it's a lot of luck when it comes to like ACLs and stuff. But you know, maybe you need to revamp your strength staff. I mean, you know, there's things you don't think about or where it's practice like, schedule. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, maybe what's going it is the practice there, schedule. Tennessee. You know, something like that where it's like this is such a you don't that doesn't happen, man. You don't for four years straight league the league in IR designations, unless there's a common trend that they're missing. Right. You know, maybe, maybe variables a meathead in camp and he puts everybody's bodies behind, you know, they have a tendency to fall it. off in the end of the season, right? Maybe, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Too yeah. hard in camp practice too much. And then they lose their legs in the back half. But um, when it comes, you know, when it comes to the Titans, the thing that I always remember is Vrabel's reaction on draft day. Um, when the GM traded AJ Brown, um, yeah. and now now that GM is no longer there, so yeah. you know it makes me think. I, I think of that almost every day now, or every time I see the Titans. Not every day, you know. Vrabel's not living <laughs> in my head rent free, but um, <laughs> yeah. I, every time I talk about the Titans, I think about that. You know that just clear misalignments of purpose, vision, team. I guess you know future, and so, uh, you know when you have things here. Yeah, when you have things like this, Henry's poach, Henry's approaching 30. Uh, Malik Willis is not looking good, and here we are back against the wall to barely win the AFC South after dominating it. You know, Vrabel's not going anywhere, but it's just, you know, makes you wonder. Yeah, yeah, no, I, 
I hear what you're saying. There could definitely be some adjustment because, you know, it has worked. But I, I would concur that if it was like a, you know, over the course of two years, you could be like, well, I, you know, look a little funny at, at their practice habits and whatnot. But you could write it off as a coincidence, but it's four years straight. Uh, something's yeah. going on down there in Tennessee. Yeah. I'm not going to be the guy that pinpoints what it is. We All we can really do is speculate. But uh, major problem, man. And, and it's it's really coming back to bite them this year. It's They really don't get a whole lot of depth. So in terms of comments on the game as a whole, not a whole lot. Cowboys are still actually, I believe, in position to get the division, which yeah. is crazy. Uh yeah, yeah, they after are. the Titans, you know, hopefully you get a miracle. But even if they get in, it's like, what is a team led by Malik Willis slash Josh Dobbs and a bunch of second stringers? What Derrick Henry gonna do? I, I just don't love the logistics of that. And I, I do want all. it to be that's said though. I do want to get on the record. Go check the receipts. I think it was like week thirteen or fourteen. I mentioned a path for the Jaguars to get to the playoffs, and we were mapping it out. And uh, and made it, yeah. I, map I, you know, gold. The, the map has made it. The, the Jaguars haven't made it yet, but the map has made it, and the Jaguars are one of the hotter teams in football right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and not getting a lot of talk. The Chargers are kind of stealing all the AFC thunder in terms of teams that are hot right now. So, um, Cardinals, Falcons move off Thursday night. Uh, we all picked the Falcons here. Young Hoy Koo knocks in a game winner at the buzzer. Just a classic Cliff Kingsbury loss here. Um, no heart, no second half. I I didn't even watch most of this game, honestly. Like this was, it's irrelevant at this point. You know, it's yeah. I'll give credit to David Blau, hard knocks hero from the Lions. Uh, actually played for the Cardinals. He was starter for some reason. Uh, did all right. Given the circumstances, you know, playing with, I mean, Cliff Kling, Cliff Kingsbury as a coach. Uh, yeah. I think we've agreed at this point has become more of a uh, hindrance than a plus. <laughs> and it was a bunch of just kind of second and third stringers that were out there. Uh, I mean, it kind of seems like the Cardinals are uh, throwing in the towel. So to keep that competitive, uh, I will give credit to Blau and fighting through the circumstances where like Zach Wilson's on a pretty competent Jets team and is just trash. So when I want to see a quarterback performance, that's solid. Uh, I got to shout that out, but uh yeah, I'm not going to – listen, if people are going to get upset that we're not spending a lot of time on your team, uh, make sure your team's competitive at this point in the year. This is a – both teams are now 6-10 and 10 and 4-12, and 12 respectively. What is there to talk about? You can take the floor if you have something else to say. But uh, even next week when we do a recap, I saw some of the games coming up, and it's like, huh? I have a shorter recap next week too, man. <laughs> there's going to be some good games, <laughs> yeah. but there's some, it's like, this has no value for anything other than draft position. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that takes us, this is interesting. Okay. So uh, I picked the Patriots to beat the Dolphins and mm. um, you and Jake both took the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. So I, get, I, I got one here on you, but um, mm. the Dolphins, I don't think they're in the playoffs, man. They're eight and eight. They've lost five straight, and they do not control their own destiny. And the yeah. Patriots, uh, all they need is they, if they win, they're in. If they win, they're in. Is that what it is? Yeah, they control their own destiny now. Yeah, but they have to beat if, the Bills. But they beat the Bills. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, 
kind of tough. And I'm pretty uh, sure the Dolphins get in on a number of different scenarios here. Um, they need the Patriots to lose. Um, if they don't, the, if the Dolphins lose, they're out for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the Patriots win, they might just need a Patriots loss. I don't know. I the think whole... they just need a win and a Patriots loss. I think that's what yeah. it comes down to for the Dolphins. Um, but I don't even know if two is going to be healthy. And I'm just going to be honest. I don't see them winning. I, the Dolphins, who do they play next week? Um, it might be the Jets. Oh, yes. if, it's the, if it's the Jets, I might see them winning, man. Oh, it it's is the Jets. It's possible. I just don't love – it's very hard to run a consistent uh, game plan, game script when your quarterback is getting – like you don't know who your quarterback is week to week. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like we've seen a lot of Skylar Thompson. And for those who don't know who it is, that is their third string quarterback. You don't usually see a consistent third string quarterback throughout the year. <laughs> um, yeah. And we've seen him a, a number games. of times this year. Yeah. And it's not that Bridgewater's played bad. It's like Tua goes down and the next week Bridgewater goes down. And those are just tough games to win. I mean, it's tough to win a game in the NFL, let alone when you don't know who your your quarterback is going to be. That's why it's like if they miss the playoffs, uh, I think this team is still going to be very good next year. They showed a lot of promising signs. It's just yeah, I'm a little worried. The concussion thing is intriguing. I'm a little worried about this. I'm a little worried about their defense. I'm going to be honest. They run so much man coverage, and it just has not held up that well this year. It's kind of been their Achilles heel. Like, their offense has been so great. They've had quarterback injury problems, yes. But, uh, you know, when it comes to the teams that they would have to play in the AFC playoffs, like the Bills or the Bengals or the Chiefs, I mean, those three teams are going to shred man coverage, especially the Bengals. And the Dolphins are so reliant on it. I just – they've invested so much money in that secondary. It's just not as good as it needs to be, I guess. You know, they – like you know, they're they it'll be better Bradley next Chubb. year, in my opinion. Like they traded for Bradley Chubb, and uh, their pass rush somewhat improved, but it's not what they were hoping for. You know, like I, 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 their defense is just mediocre, and I think in the AFC at this point, it needs to be really good if they're going to have a chance. You know, as great as that offense is, it's just not consistent enough, um, or, or at least this year, Tua has not been healthy enough um, to just go outscore everybody you know no it's it's fair take i mean it really is it's they could look similar to the vikings you know this year if they had to <laughs> for every single year every single game oh, uh, they could have that just great say record. just when you say that name i laugh but keep going <laughs> no that's really all i'd add is like this is an elite offense uh i don't think if the offense is healthy next year and they're as a total of a defense just in the top half I think they'll make noise. That's you know the kind of the Bengals mo. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean it's just that for for this season though, you know if they find a way to sneak in uh, in that AFC, they're done. Which is crazy because I feel like at one point this year we we were considering them like I was like sleeper contender. They might be last like this year's Bengals of last year were like they kind of yeah. surprised everybody. They were, yeah, they were eight seen and it. three, man. They were mm-hmm. eight and three. Even the Jets were six the and three. It's not as good, but I mean, we were both. I, I don't say both, but I, I know I made the take. I was like, "Well, all these teams are going to make it." 
And you're like, the Patriots won't. But now it's, dude, the only teams are going to make it might be the Bills and Patriots. Like, those are quite literally the Jets and Dolphins look like they're both going to miss. And those were the teams that was like, with confidence, should be shoe-ins at, at the time when we were watching ball. But, yeah. And both yeah. teams just Shout out. ice cold Ooh. at the wrong times. Shout out to the Patriots, man, because with everything they've been through, if they win and get in, I mean, that is – that is just a typical heck of a classic Bill Belichick. Just, just a heck classic. of a season, right? Like they gave that game away to the Raiders. Raiders, and, yeah. Um, they've had a lot of close calls, and it's just, man, I wouldn't count them out in the playoffs. They're just that one team that's just so good defensively that they can sneakily just like knock someone off, and it's like, did they really? Did that really just happen, right? Like, did they? Did they really just, you know, beat well Miami or? You know, whoever, right? Right, and, right. You know, did they really knock off the the? I'm blanking, but who would? I don't think they beat the Bills, Patriots, or the Bengals. But do they, you know, the Ravens or somebody that we thought was a higher level team? I, I don't know if Patriots did that. Um, they just found a way to stay afloat. But uh, again, you, you give credit. Yeah, you know, it reminds me of the Tomlin ideology where they just find a way to win. Yeah. Um, all right, so shout out Jake. He's the only one who picked the Saints. I know he's listening, so great pick here with the Saints over the Eagles um, because they looked horrible in the first half, man. I mean, it was utterly a defense, and that's exactly what he said thought might happen, which is even crazier, um, but just yeah. a defensive uh, master class in the first half from the Saints and really to hold this high-powered offense just to 10 points. I mean, they shredded the Cowboys the week before with Minshew, so – I'm a little concerned about the Eagles, and I want to say why here, because um, regardless of their quarterback injuries, they are cold at the wrong time. You know, they're still still legit, but then you have, uh, if they don't get that bye, I'm pretty concerned. Um, But even if I am, Hertz has got to play this week because they're going to play for the number one seed. If they look even remotely rusty, I'm a little concerned because now you're looking at – a couple weeks, you know, he's played one game in five weeks, four weeks, right? And mm-hmm. looking at the rust factor, and you guys have won two games in the last month. You're not doing what you were doing before. So um, I am cautious with the Eagles. That's the word I'll use. But what are your thoughts? Um, I guess, well, it would have to, you know, I mean, to pivot games, but what are you thinking of the Vikings? Because that's the team where I'm like, uh, yeah, they concern me on what they're going to do in the playoffs. The Eagles, I, I am going to write it off in the sense that, like, Minshew is not the same. He's a good quarterback in my eyes. He's not this. You don't run your offense the same way with Gardner Minshew. And that's the, He's that's the problem. Like, this is, a, this is a number one, like, and at times I'm one, I don't know what they rank for the gear but a very effective and efficient, nonetheless, running game between Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders and the little actions they can get from motion and whatnot. Garner Minshew is not going to give you that. He's a great, fantastic bat in that, like, Jimmy G-esque tier of quarterback for me personally. Yeah. And when he, he didn't have the greatest game, um, it was his second start of the year. Uh I'm just trying to pump the brakes a bit. I'm seeing your concern because obviously this is not something you want to see. You see your team that 
has lost one game all year, now lose two straight. They got a big game coming up. And then, yeah, if you see some rust, it's like, well, how confident are you going to the playoffs? I just don't want but, I just don't want Hurts to be a little rusty and then get to the playoffs and have a really bad first quarter. And they're just, you know, fighting an uphill battle the rest of the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like But I would I would also argue that this is a team that would be capable of overcoming absolutely. that. And I absolutely. don't want to write off what they've done really all year with a lot of people would have miss an MVP front runner. You know, at least in the conversation. I know up there with like Mahomes and Justin Jefferson, whatever. Uh not having Jalen Hurts is a huge deal. Um, and again, if he gets hurt at the wrong time, that is going to suck. Yeah, and, and by no but, means am I saying that Philadelphia is not capable of overcoming a poor for, poor start to a playoff game, um, but I'm just saying it's hard to do. It's the playoffs, man. Like, you know, that's – who cares how many games you won in the regular season? Who cares? Like, no, it's one and done, right. right? So if you have a bad first quarter, fight that uphill battle. More power to you if you can overcome it. But you're playing some of the best other – the other best teams in football. You're not – Playing the Indianapolis Colts, and you can go down 33 points at halftime. I know that was the Vikings, but you get my point. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, just a concern, but I agree with everything you said. Um, how about this, though? Uh, answering a little bit of the doubt. I know we all picked them, but uh, the Giants with a blowout victory over the Colts, 38-10. to 10. Um, I think the Colts at this point have really, I mean, more than maybe any other team just thrown in the towel. Um, yeah. It's very clear. I mean, no John Taylor. They're, they're down to Sam Ellinger. Nick Foles goes out. I mean, we're just, you know, I, I just know that <laughs> this is funny, but I saw a video. It was like every Patriots fan gets so mad every time Nick Foles plays now because he's not good. And he just yeah. really was so great for like five game stretch. Just that to be Joe crazy. Flacco gene, man. I don't know. <laughs> It's kind of unreal because, yeah, it's – and I don't even pour us with the Colts, but, like, everywhere he's been, like, since that run, the Bears, the Jags, yeah. just bad. But he's – No but way he's, to put it. he's sitting on a Much Super Bowl love MVP him, man. trophy. Yeah, I love the guy, but that is it's just absurd. Maybe, maybe yeah. he needs to go back to the Jags. You know, Doug Peterson's there, and he'd probably be a sufficient backup to uh, Trevor Too Lawrence, well. but – yeah, shout out Giants. Uh, not really a whole much a lot to say though. I mean, they didn't need a huge Saquon day. I, I will say this: I think whether Giants fans, NFL fans like the idea or not, Daniel Jones is going to be the quarterback for this team next year. Dude, he needs uh, to be. I'm sick of this. I don't. Thing. I don't think. I don't think, especially after what he did in a game that meant a lot for the Giants. I mean, I don't even think they had technically clinched. No, let's uh, put him in. He was They're great. In. He was great. And so even if they have a bad, you know, one and done playoff stretch, they got there. And uh, I think he's going to get that just based on the fact it's going to be a lot of quarterback movement in the offseason. Uh, I think a lot, probably like 10 to 12, maybe 14 teams even. Right now, you're really kind of unsure what situation is going to be, you know, how confident you are in your guy. Uh, so that's just my take on it. I don't know if you have anything else to add. I mean, Colts, what is there to talk about? <laughs> no, it's just it just hurts, man. You know, at, pain, le at least yeah. I can chalk it up to like the crazy stuff. You know, going back to the Super Bowl pick, at least like chalk it up to like you know the 
pull their Matt Ryan not and, being Matt Ryan. Yeah, I mean, but it doesn't excuse it. Um, it was a poor take. It's aged probably worse than anything I've ever said before in my life. But, um, yes, uh, you know, I'd rather them like be four and 10 and just horrible than like what they were last year. Right. Like this dark horse team that everyone's like, dude, they got a shot. Right. And then like they missed the playoffs. Like I'd rather than they went cold at a bad time too. They did. They did. Last year. And they really had people forget about that. But as for Daniel Jones, man, he, (laughs) I saw a stat. It was like his four, four years, like his first year had like 20 something turnovers. Then it was like 15. Then last year he had like 10. And now he only has eight on the entire year. uh, Picks and fumbles combined. He's clearly getting better and better as time goes on. And there's been multiple games this year. I don't know if anybody could play a better game at quarterback with what he's being given. This one included. That is a fair. That is a very fair. Yeah, analysis that I think people overlook. Is like that might you be know, one of the worst receiver rooms. In the he's NFL. got. Could he's got guys that aren't getting open. He's not turning the ball over. He's getting the running back involved greatly. They've done a great job of that. Um, and he's yeah. running the ball himself, man. He he had 119 of 24 for 177, two touchdowns, and then 11 carries for 91 yards and another two touchdowns. I mean, just a great day. Um, yeah. And, and I, I would put this in an S tier, S tier, A plus grade. I mean, this is this is he is a franchise guy right now. In my in my opinion, he is a he is worth he, this year to me has proven he's worth a two or three year extension. I'm just gonna split. You know, I'm just gonna say it, right? He's shown yeah, you. A he very might get more than that, just given the market. Yeah, and he's showing it. Be a long deal, but good for him. He has shown you a very high ceiling and continued growth, uh, as you have, and he's just been put through the ringer. So I, I'm, you know, the media. I'm a, more of a fan because of the, the way the media just discredits him, but he's getting better and better yeah. every year. And uh, you know, I can't believe I'm gonna say this, but I, I could be, I, I could see them winning a playoff game. I really could if they get like the Cowboys. Or you know the Bucks or something, where if they, they play elite at their best ball, that, that we've seen them beat teams they shouldn't beat. Playing and yeah. they just have to come out firing and play a game similar to what they played yesterday. I I have to wholeheartedly agree. Um, okay, this takes us to Buccaneers, Panthers. Somehow, some way. He's done it again, man. He, he's 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 done it again, and I'd I'd love to hear if you have any in depth analysis outside of it's Tom Brady finding a way to get into the playoffs, and I'm not counting him out in the playoffs. That was the only reason I made the pick. Yeah. You know, and, and we both did. That line is very reminiscent. I, I'd be curious if anyone this year has more pass attempts than Tom Brady, which is quite frankly bizarre. I mean, this guy's 46. Even like old quarterbacks right now, you think of like Rodgers and whoever, they're not even 40. Um, it's just not human it is really just the word for it. Uh, I understand what he's got around him. Mike Evans had a huge day. Wow, I've got a stat for but, you, man. Yeah, that's I've got a stat for you. So NFL pass attempts by the year leaders. All right, so last year. Still have another game, by the way. Still have another game. Last year, or here's the all-time list, okay? Uh, oh, wow, that's interesting. Okay, Stafford so, might be up there. Uh, no. <laughs> Dang. Uh, so going back to 2019, uh, James Winston 
actually led with 626, and he was tied with Jared Goff. They both had 626. He was the league leader in pass attempts on the season. Um, mm-hmm. 2020, Matt Ryan with Atlanta also had 626. It's kind of weird. 2021, Tom Brady, 719 pass attempts to Tampa Bay last year. Led wow. the league. 2022, through 17 weeks, Tom Brady has 716 pass attempts. Yeah, it's probably at the Absolutely. Three at least. The only number I can see higher than the 719 from last seven, yeah, 719 from last year is 2012 Stafford through 727 yeah. times. Okay. Um, there's a couple as you go back in time, there's just no way that these numbers are gonna get close. You got a 691 from Drew Bledsoe in 1994. That's pretty that's pretty high oh, up there. That is, yeah. <laughs> 90s, geez. Um, I just remember that year Stafford had like a 70 pass attempt game, and I was like <laughs> All right, bro. Like that's he basically just like that's like, almost for some quarterbacks three games worth of pass attempts. Like he just did it in one. That for, was nuts. For Zach Wilson, that's a season's worth right there. Literally, <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. This is a pretty cool stat line. It goes all the way back to the '30s, but um, yeah. Nonetheless, shows the uh, greatness of Tom Brady. I mean, I don't know. If I they, guess they, they, they're finding a way. But I don't think this is a team that's going to go far. I, you don't like rolling out Brady, but they're going to get yeah, – I will be shocked if they don't get bounced early. They might win a game, but I, if they win two games in the playoffs, I, I will be like, what happened? Genuinely be like, what, yeah, what happened can I just to be that honest? second team they beat? Yeah. Can I just be honest? If they if, if they win two games in the playoffs, man, I, I won't be shocked in the slightest. Nothing surprises me with this guy anymore. I like, I, like, I, I, so might, I might even lay a future on sense. the Bucks to win the Super Bowl. I mean, that's how, like, just like likely I see this. Like, it's just like there, there's no reason it should happen. There's no reason at all it should happen. But, you know, yeah, they're freaking, they're eight and eight somehow by the grace of God. They've got here. Mike Evans hasn't played football all season, and then he just. Erupts Shows on the up. big stage yeah. for 10, 207, and three touchdowns. I mean, what's what are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> it's, Unreal. It's ridiculous. Uh, the defense still concerns me. I mean, they did give up. They, they got gashed by the Panthers. Panthers running attack is, well, actually, it's really Sam Darnold. Now that I'm looking at the box score. Why did I? Um, but DJ Moore had a nice day. I mean, the defense concerns me. And so does the rushing attack from the Buccaneers, but they got Tom Brady. I'm not, yeah, not worried in the slightest. Uh, Chiefs at Broncos. I'm going to skip over this. It was closer than I thought it'd be, but that's just yeah, you know I do have something game. to say. I do have something to say. It's not a division game. It's an interim head coach. Mm. That's what it is. Oh, man. He, the man, interim you know, was, head coach was, Chiefs. Interim it was a big day Chiefs. for Russ, man. He officially passed the amount of toilets he has in his house. He's at 13 pass touchdowns for the year. I will say this, man. Uh, their offense having a decent day, um, to me, kind of shows how much, like, like Russ has been horrible. Don't get me wrong. He's been horrible. Uh-huh. The stories that have come out have been horrible. Nathaniel Hackett has been just as bad. And we've been saying this all year. This isn't anything new to our podcast. Right. It, it is something that's like, you know, We've seen Russ have success in a good coaching situation. If they make the right move and the right replacement, uh, they could salvage what possibly could be the worst trade in the history of football. 
right? They right. could salvage. They have a good enough defense to where they got to draft really well. Yeah, the like they, they got. They have a good enough defense and a decent enough personnel on offense that I feel like they get they hire the right guy. Just don't be shocked, right? Don't be shocked if there's a quick turnaround to a competitive team. I'm not saying they're going to beat the Chiefs and win the division next year. No, no, but but don't be shocked if they are a near 500 team that is on the playoff bubble next year. They're, they're not going to be like bottom five team leave. Like I agree with you saying they're going to be probably in that mid tier level. It depends uh, on who they hire. It does depend on who they are. They could hire somebody bad again and we could see the exact same thing play out. But yeah, Eric B would be interesting. Yes, he would. He would. Um, Chiefs familiarity. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Lions bears, man. Uh, the bears, we all, me and you both picked the Lions. Jake picked the Bears. Um, look, the Lions, they're hungry, man. I don't know what other word to use right now. They're like, as a Packers fan, I am not confident. Like, well, I'm confident, but I'm not like overlooking them at, at all. It, it, you know, phone for the week 18. Um, right. But Justin Fields, this looks like a week three Justin Fields throwing day yeah, before they figured out how really, to run it really bad seven yeah. sacks too he, he got beat up in that game he shouldn't be it playing was, uh... if he's still dinged up at all he shouldn't be playing no i, I would season. agree yeah um, they have nothing left to play for they're gonna get that number two pick uh and i think they'll trade back i think they'll take the extra assets i don't blame them there's not a guy they like um Maybe they take a receiver like in top 10 if they go trade back a little bit. There'll be teams itching to cool. go grab Stroud um, at the two spot. And I think they should take advantage of that, if that makes sense. Or or, or Young, Absolutely. whoever doesn't go. Um, and, I, you know, they've drafted well. They made the move to get fields. I wouldn't be surprised if they trade back. If they stick around and pick a guy, I mean, it wouldn't be the end of the world to me either. Like, honestly, it wouldn't. I wouldn't call that a massive draft day blunder, but we can talk more about that. Um, in the coming months. But right. as for Justin Fields, man, uh, the running back memes are getting funny. But do you have anything they to say? Funny. Do you have anything to say about the Lions? Uh, yeah. Just looking forward to next week. Yeah, <laughs> really all, all they, they kind of did was just reaffirm this offense is very good. However, when the Packers lines both met, well, I'd say almost two months ago now, it was like 15 to nine was that final. Yeah, and, and that was in a I don't dome. Think that's yeah. I don't think that's uh, gonna be. Hey, listen, I know you're like I don't want to overlook the Lions. I am going to be shocked if we see the Steelers, right? Like they're gonna find a way to get in. The Patriots might find a way to get in. The yeah, there's some bias, but the Packers they just find a way. They're historically, if we don't miss the playoffs, we don't have these meltdowns, you know, mid season or at the end of the season like the Vikings do like the lions do like the bears do and he wants against us so i would be shocked yes and it would be very hard for me to have any sort of tone in my voice on next week's show if we blow this game gonna be honest with you i I am going to be shocked if jared goff marches in lambo and takes us overachieving very good very hot lions team but for sure given the roster you know the the talent disparity i i saw last week what the packers like their defense should have been playing at all year and i, I always can get into it 
Yeah, I'd love to hear. I have a stat. Love these stats, man. I've been counting while you were talking. So I've been half listening, half um, counting. So this year, man, and I knew this was true. I just didn't know it, right? I knew it was true. I just needed to crunch the numbers. This year on the road, the Lions are three and five. Okay. Mm. On the road, they've beaten the Jets by three points. Okay. Yep. They've beaten the Giants actually pretty decently, 31 to 18. And they've Bears, beaten the right. Bears by one. Yeah. So not very inspiring. And I know it's a team that's cold in Detroit. Like they'll not be uh, foreign to the weather. But Jared Goff, look it up, has not been good in cold games. No, and, and that's where I'm going. Lambo. With this. When they played the Panthers when the um, last week or two, mm-hmm. well, week 16. Um, and that was the polar vortex week, right? The whole country was super cold. Got yeah. blown out 37, 23 and the defense got shredded. And when it comes to Packers Vikings next week, man, uh, or Packers Lions, sorry, we'll talk about Packers Vikings here in a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have some fun with it. But, uh, when it comes to Packers Lions, I, I, I think the Packers, I, I'm confident, but the, I'm not fully confident because I, I, I don't trust this team, man, as great as they've been. Um, but but the reality is is the Lions defense has just been horrible, and they barely beat us when we were at our absolute worst. Yeah, um, two turnovers like at the one. The, the Lions have been bad rushing defense. That's the thing, and that's what we're doing really well right now. So you can go yeah. ahead, continue um, with your thoughts. But those are my that those are my you know my stat of the day, I guess. Oh, I don't have any more thoughts on the Lions. I, I just think their season's gonna end next week. Um, can they get in if they lose, or do they have to no. win? They, they have to win, and honestly, and the Seahawks they, uh, have to lose if they. Win. Yeah, if they beat if they beat us, they do. Yeah, still need Seattle to uh, lose that game. Yeah. Um, um, all right, I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a quick victory lap here as we as we continue on because I presented one of my stats of the day on Saturday when we did this, and that stat was that teams after playing the 49ers are 0 and 13. And I chose mm. to take the Browns. The commies extended it to 0 and 14. And the Browns mm. actually won by two scores, and the commanders are out of playoff contention. Uh, but my question to you is I, I really don't understand this, man. Why the random decision at this point of the year to bring back Carson Wentz? Uh, people are just getting on it because Carson Wentz had a bad day. And I might be the only Carson Wentz defender left. Oh no! Like, I will always be a Carson Wentz defender. If there's like, one car, if there's if Carson Wentz has a hundred fans on there, if he has a thousand fans on there, if he has millions on there, if he has one on there, and if he has zero, I'm still there. Okay. With that being no, said, no. he was freaking horrible yesterday. Okay. He, he was really bad. <laughs> yeah, and so now I understand. Right, like it's you hear the question, but going into it, like Taylor Heineke, I don't say he was horrible over the stretch, but they weren't winning games and he wasn't doing anything to win them games or put them in better position. Uh, they did get screwed, look, in my opinion. They got screwed on Sunday night man, against the Giants. They did. They really did. That kind of uh, kind of wrote their, their story a little bit. Um, but Carson Wentz, he's faster. He's got a bigger arm. You've seen more explosive plays. Uh, he's as bigger as a, as a guy. And he's like 6'5", he's six foot. Like, Everything checks out that once should be better, but then he has a day like Sunday where you're like, 
how is this guy even still on a roster? Can you and, really blame um, him though? I mean, you don't play a game for twelve weeks or whatever it's been. And they just throw you in to kind of save it. Yeah, yeah they're, that's they're just like, oh, go more... save the day. Right, and that's been Wentz's problem when he's asked to play superhero. He's very bad, but when he was in Philly and running the system, with Doug Peterson, he was having MVP numbers. Mm-hmm. And so when he does this thing where he kind of runs around and gets uh, not actually days cold, but um, Careless, uh, reckless is more of the, the right word. Just going for the hero play, tr- just trying to will something that wasn't there. Uh, the Browns are very uh, sound team defensively. Um, that's what you get. You know, yeah. Now they're done. Like they're done. They, their season's over. The Brown season is over. And uh, both teams are looking forward to next year. Thank you uh, from the Brown, from a Packers fan to the Browns. We do appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate it. Up. Um, and we're not the only team saying that. So, um, and, and thank you personally from me um, for being my correct upset pick of the week because I'm, I'm I was very pleased and I needed it. I need, <laughs> I needed it because I took a risk. Um, but the Browns, man, we'll see you next year. I, I'll save my thoughts for the offseason. Um, yeah. Moving on, Jaguars Texans. Not much to say here other than that the Jaguars are, like I said. Really hot, like they're just they're just really hot. Um, Broke that Texans curse. They did. I mean, they did pretty pretty astoundingly. It was. I just don't think close. the Texans are trying to win games anymore. Just, just no, they should. Just like the Bears. It's like, <laughs> yeah. You have no incentive to win. Even the Colts, you can throw in that category of try and make it like you're throwing a football team out there, but don't. Yeah. Like just don't you call your basic game plan. Let a team beat you and uh, reload for next season. But yeah. it, Jaguars got a big, big game next week. They, they do. They just got to close the They're deal. Healthy. And they will be in. And uh, I think they can do it, man. I, I've been saying it for a couple of weeks now. Okay, I got, I got, I got a, uh, I got one for you. The the surprise of the day for me. I did not expect this game to be close. Mm. 49ers and Raiders go to overtime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, let me just read 23 of 34, 365, three touchdowns, two picks from Jared Stidham. What are your thoughts, man? This was not a bad day. I was expecting worse. I was actually yeah, expecting a lot worse. Um, Jared Stidham kind of proven a little bit that he can play. You know what I mean? He, he yeah. came in there. Uh, it went. I thought that was going to be dead, just disastrous. But he looks better than Derek Carr really had as of late and so i gotta give him credit for that i really want to hone in more on the 49ers because this is what you could chalk up the state of performance to right is can't add any game script on them and like film or anything yeah uh, raiders team you didn't expect to come out and give you their best shot this team that's probably not i mean they're out of playoff contention but not a lot to play for i am well, this team's like best defense in the NFL, and they gave up 34. Yeah, the Raiders have a lot of weapons, but I feel like a lot of people, you know, who I talk to to hear is like everyone's so confident, like in the Niners, like they'll come out of the NFC. And yeah, I'm not buying this, like just they're a shoe in. They have like many problems, they have like kind of as many problems, yet they very different. Than like the Eagles and Cowboys and Vikings. That's I think was what we, is weird this year. All these teams of playoffs have different problems. It's like Buccaneers. The only thing going right for them is their quarterback. Well, the only question mark for the 49ers is 
Brock Purdy has been very good, but a Mr. Irrelevant from this year, I, I might add. So, like, pretty much undrafted is going to be your guy for the entire I mean, yeah, run. if he was a rookie number one overall pick, we'd still be saying, You're well, he's still a saying those. He's a yeah. rook. Like, he, you know, this it's, could. Playoff is just different ball. Yeah. Right. So, every um, team has their flaws. And if their defense isn't going to lock down, um, especially on a team that has had many offensive deficiencies this year, like the Raiders, concerning, especially at this time in the season. They don't have this excuse like the Eagles, like, well, their offense didn't put up well. Their main source of offense wasn't there. They had their guys. They had Nick Bosa. They had Fred Warner, all those dudes. So I am a little – I'm going to throw some concern. It's not like, oh, I think they're going to be out. But I also don't think they're this, like – you know, dominant. I think the NFC is pretty wide open right now. From what I saw I, on Sunday, I already know the back half of this take. Man. <laughs> I already know. I think oh, it's wide man. open. Oh man! And you're waiting till we get there to talk about it. And what's bad is I'm just as invested as you are. Um, <laughs> look, the Niners. I, I I get where you're coming from. I think this is a little bit of a trap game, in my opinion. Um, from the defensive yeah. side, it's like, oh, we're going against Jared Stidham. Like, you know, we'll be fine. And, you know, good teams yeah. find a way to win. They win this game. Oh, sorry. Uh, Devontae goes off on them. I, I'm not concerned, honestly. They ran for, you know, McCaffrey had 120 yards rushing. The Niners are fine. <laughs> like, uh, it's Raiders defense like, uh, is no slouch. I think they just run a team that stops the run early. They get to they just pressure a pick whatever early on Brock Purdy and 49ers play a different game yeah I don't think if if you are are up two scores against 49ers I think they're in trouble I think if they Uh, oh that's fair regulted and where they have to go in this pass heavy uh game plan that that's that's a fair take problem problem. that is a fair take um but I think Purdy's a baller and I think he's gonna be fine in the playoffs um but depending on who they play uh, right now, it's it's you know my predictions are gonna play the Packers in in the wild card as the two seed, depending on uh, let me let me do a quick search on who the Vikings play next week. But yeah, I, uh, I think you'd rather have Kirk Cousins than Brock Purdy this year. I think a lot of people would say that, right? Well, we saw how right. that turned before, out. Before before we get to Packers Vikings, man, uh, we do have to touch Seahawks Jets. Uh, we all took the Seahawks here at home. Um, Geno revenge game. Geno revenge game, and the Jets are the Jets they're home. out. They're out, and they are mm-hmm. ice freaking cold, man. Um, but they overachieved this year. I think they should run it back with Mike White, improve, continue to improve um, the roster, and really, in my opinion, get Brees Hall back. <laughs> no, that'll help. help. I'm I hate curious to if they that, do stick but... with Mike White. I think yeah. it's I don't maybe they know maybe they maybe they make a move. To, but... I don't know who they grab. You know, I don't know who they get. Derek Carr, man. I Maybe. really love the Derek Carr thing. I really do. Maybe. That's um, not bad. I think Tannehill, I heard, might potentially be on the market this year. There's going to be some interesting names. So uh, just a, a steady name, I think, would really help them. All right. Let's 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 um, let's dive in here because I don't have much else to add about the Seahawks. Um, they got to win and have a Packers loss to get in. So that's, right. that's, that's what I have to say. Um, let's talk about the real, the real meat of this week, man. The real, the real game of the week, called by Tony Romo himself. That's how you know it's an important game. Oh yeah. Um, 
the Vikings go into Green Bay and get freaking embarrassed. And I just want to say something right now because I know he's listening. Look out if you see us again, man, because Jair Alexander just revived himself. I don't know where he came from, but, man, I love every second of this game, man. Um, This is just (laughs) – I hate to be that guy and run the victory lap on the Packers, but I, they played a flawless game. No, it needs game. to be done, man. They, they played a flawless game, and um, the reality is is they, nothing went wrong for the Packers in this game. Two special teams touchdowns. That are 14. I mean, we got a punt blocked early, and it felt like that didn't even matter. That's like The, the Vikings point. got set up on the one-yard line and still couldn't score, and that's what I knew. So my guess would be a great day. Can I just, you know... You know, man, when it comes to Kirk Cousins, I love I love the guy. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks. He's, you know, like I, I don't – I actually really love Kirk Cousins. Um, I think he's one of those guys that has just absolutely maximized everything he could have got out of his career. Does that make sense? Like every single ounce of – like he's just maximized what he's been able to achieve in his career. Right, like with what he's yeah. been given by God, and, and like he's like, like I don't That's know, and, and his scenarios and whatnot. But the reality is, is there's a difference between Kirk Cousins and the greatest ones to ever do it, man. In the big moments, those guys show up, and then the big moments, this guy doesn't, and he throws three interceptions. Not all his fault, but the reality is, is I think it just boils down to one simple thing, and I want to hear your thoughts on this. One simple thing that continuously has haunted Kirk, and I think Vikings fans may agree, continuously haunted Kirk in the biggest games of his career. When he gets on the big stage, he doesn't do this normally, but when he gets on the big stage, I think he hesitates just a little, and he holds on to the ball just a little too long sometimes. And it really, really costs them. Multiple sacks and big moments, tipped balls, just throw it away, man. And I think that holds him back. I really do. Um, And as for Justin Jefferson... You know, man, I'm sorry you couldn't get to 2K, but maybe next year. Yeah, because, oh, boy, he basically kind of sat out this game and it wouldn't have done a whole lot for his he did. He did. I say that, but he really did cost me a championship, so I can't worth. get salty about it, too. But it was worth it. It was worth it. Yeah, and, uh, oh, boy, I, I hate to uh, bring this up, man. I hate to bring it up. He needs 239 next week to get there, which I know they're going to be giving it to him too. So the worst team, and that all right, this is 12 and 4, okay? And look, Jake, I know you brought up this show, the point differential, like why does it matter? Why does it matter? Normally it doesn't because the worst team, I, I went and had to research this to make sure I was <laughs> – I was confident what I was saying. I feel bad. The before worst before team. you go here, I feel bad that he's not here to defend himself. Like we Well, gotta... you can defend it all you want. <laughs> this is the numbers. I didn't have the numbers last week. I was just like, you know, they have the worst point differential I've ever seen. You're like, oh, it doesn't matter. Okay. The worst point differential team that we've ever seen since the merger was the 2016 Raiders. It was still plus 34. The Vikings are currently sitting at minus 33. So that is not only a 60-point difference. um, We know that 2016 Raiders team, even with Derek Carr healthy, like they lost to the Texans that year. 
even with Derek Carr healthy, there's no guarantee they win that game. I'm looking at this Vikings team and how bad they got ate up on both sides of the ball. And furthermore, to the real contenders of the league that they played this year. And then all these close wins to crap teams. We thought the Giants are frauds. I'm stamping the label on the fraud of the season. It's the Minnesota Vikings. They are not winning a playoff game. I know that might be a just wow overreaction. Can I just say disgusting? They couldn't run the ball. They couldn't get it to Justin Jefferson. Kirk Cousins just throwing it. He had three picks, barely got the 50% completion percentage. Like everything was so bad. There's nothing I can say to be like, well, they might get a game. No. Wasn't it 41 to three? At one point, I think it was it was forty one three at one point, and then actually, who came in? Nick Mullins, and Nick actually Mullins came, came in and, and gave him some a touchdown. Life. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, uh, harder argument. Like sixty points from the next lowest ever twelve and fourteen. That's the reality of the situation. Is we've never Jake's point of, and I really wish he was here. I feel bad. Like it's not fair. Okay, like just being straight, it's not fair that you're yeah. not here, my man. Uh, we'll have you back on. I know you're listening, so. We'll have you back on, <laughs> and we'll give you a chance to defend yourself, and hopefully it's before the Vikings get eliminated. Um, and um, I'm actually hoping for another Vikings rematch um, because just, well, because. I okay. would too. That'd be a great way to advance. <laughs> be, yeah. <laughs> nice free anyways, walk in the park, yeah. Anyways, um, when it comes to the point differential stat, the reason it's never been talked about is because it's never been relevant. It's never right. been a thing. It's never been a problem. And this team, let's just let's just do some numbers, man. Let's let let's take a walk. Twenty three to seven, blow out the Packers in Week One, win your Super Bowl. Uh, then you get blown out twenty four to seven. Then you beat the Viking, the Lions barely by four, twenty eight twenty four. You beat the Saints, twenty eight twenty five. You beat the Bears, twenty nine twenty two. Common theme here in giving up a lot of points to bad teams, especially the Bears in Week Five. They were horrible. Uh, right. Beat the Dolphins 24 to 16. I think that's a really good win. Actually, they were really hot at that point. I don't remember if two played or not, but it doesn't matter. Uh, Vikings 34, Cardinals 26. A lot of points to a poor team. Beat the Commanders by three. Beat the Bills by three in overtime. We we all know what happened there. Then you lose by 37 to the Cowboys. Okay. You uh, beat the Patriots 33 26. That's a bubble playoff team that you beat by one score. Beat the Jets, bubble playoff team, 27-22. Lose to the Lions by nine. Um, then you beat the Colts by three in overtime. We all know what happened there. Great mm-hmm. day. But, you know, when you beat the Giants, another bubble playoff team by three. And then um, you go into Lambeau, and you're losing by 38 points at one point. Um, and you do yeah. get some points back. But, um, look, the, the bigger concern here is, like I've said all season, it's, this isn't a take about the Packers. This isn't a take about anything other than the Vikings. 11 starters on the defensive side of the ball. They are nowhere near good enough to contend in any league ever. In any, pick a year. No, 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 no defense is as bad as this team, as this 12 win team uh, that's going to be a number two seed probably in the playoffs or number three, actually, at this point. Um, I'm selfishly hoping they can beat the Bears and get back to the number two seed because then we play them. Um, and I know they're yeah. good at home, but uh, I just don't want to play I'll San Francisco it. because if we play San Francisco, our season's over. 
Maybe. Maybe. I know the history, man. I really do. Um, and we've talked a lot about it on this show. So I don't have a lot to say for that. But the way things are going, uh, you want to get hot at the right time. And it feels to me, we've brought up now the 49ers had a close, dicey pullout win. The uh, Eagles just said this lost two straight. All the teams around us are getting cold when we're now getting hot. And that's been a year that it's been different, you know, from season to season. That's not always been the case. I got to uh, give you credit, man. Something's I got to give you credit. Week 10 rolled around and you were pulling out the stats. and You were like, you know. In 2010, we were four and six, and we went ten and six, and we won every the Super game Bowl as a in that cup. playoff run. We were an underdog as well. That is another stat. Went in against Vic in that 2010. You Eagles know what else is another? Jacks, you know what else is another stat? Mm-hmm. Rogers has only thrown 13 interceptions twice in his career. Wow. 2010 and 2022. Really? Yep. Lucky number 13. Lucky number 13. Can't say I'm saying that about interception numbers. <laughs> yeah. It's just something yeah. in the air. Yeah. It's something weird about this uh, NFL season, man. There's something just... weird, man. This team's hot at the right time. And from the most biased perspective, I can possibly say, okay, um, we just had our best game of the year by far on all phases offense, defense, special teams, best defensive performance. Since I don't even know, you could go back maybe a decade, and I don't remember yeah. a better Packers defensive performance. I'm going to be brutally honest, with you, right? It's been that long, um, yeah. You know, uh, offense firing on all cylinders, taking care of the ball, running the ball, running, milking the clock. Two special teams touchdowns. Um, we did have a punt blocked, special team blundered. So that's a good point. I, I did forget about that. But yeah, uh, look, big deal. Um, hot at the right time. Talk about the mm-hmm. Bengals. Talk about the Bengals last year and this year. Talk about the Chargers right now. Okay, we talk about the Colts last year before they phased out week 17 and 18. All these teams that get hot at the right time. The Packers 2010. I'm sure there's dozens others, right? Here we are talking about a team that's won four straight and just is absolutely running the table. Now, I wouldn't pet, put it past this Packers team to go lose to Detroit next week. And that's why I'm absolutely. not going to, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's still got to get something done. But... One at a time, man. Wouldn't it be something if Rodgers finally they, they play, they get to the wild card, backs against the wall, no Devontae, and uh, they play the Niners in week one, and he finally fields off the woes, probably goes and plays maybe Dallas in the divisional. We all know how that's going to go, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we got to mm-hmm. beat Philly, right? Or Minnesota. Yeah. Maybe a Minnesota national NFC championship. I would love to beat another division rival in the NFC championship and go win a Super Bowl. You know, like it'd be great. Um, uh-huh. But I don't think the Vikings are going to win a playoff game. So I don't think they'll be there. But um, yeah, man, hot at the right time. That's that's just the 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 uh, the unbiased um, cartoon exclamation points are going off in my head about this team. I mean, yeah, they just beat the second-best team record-wise in the NFC. And when you lose by eight to the Eagles, I don't think anybody in that locker room is like, you know, kind of scared and nervous. They're playing their best ball. I think this team really thinks they got a shot to beat anybody. They got a bunch of young guys playing with number 12, all right? I love it. Just massive class day. See, the problem is is I I can't sit here. 
and uh, you know, do the number twelve praise because I've been I've been hating all year. Uh, but don't don't act like I, I don't. Stay, I'm staying the course, man. You've I'm stayed the course. It, I respect you. Uh, I still got to pick the Lions to win next week. Um, but I said that goes thing, to the regular man. season. But man, I respect it, that. I, I would have changed up at some point. What's this? Well, I can't change it now. It's working. No, I'm man of your word. Man of your word, yeah. man, you know. <laughs> I can't change it. It's like the, doc, the Dr. Pepper commercial, really random, with a guy, like, every time he goes down to get, like, or maybe with Bud Light, he, like, goes down the basement to get a drink. It was a couple years ago. They score. Yeah. And then so, like, at a certain point, the game's close. The kicker's, like, lining up the kick. He's like, Tom, dude, I got to do. It, like, goes into the basement. <laughs> That's you. You're just like, ah, all right. Well, can't look and watch this team greatness or pick them to win, but I'll take the L on my record. Go <laughs> with the so Bears. Go with the Lions. Yeah, it is. It, it pains me so much, but it's, it's working, man. Oh, <laughs> I'll take it, man. I will take that superstition. Um. um was there any other afternoon games? I know we wanted yeah, to save that so one. Yeah, so we got uh, Chargers, Rams. We don't. Oh, we don't need to talk. Yeah, about Austin Eckler. I will say though, that guy. I will say, hot at the right time, man. They are smoking hot, and they're blowing and far, up. far and away above that. Uh, and they are five hundred be- mark. They are becoming a very big, very popular Super Bowl take right now. Um, Rumble loves them. They, yeah, I don't know if they've got the legs. Uh, to to go through the gauntlet, yeah, but I do I trust they have her the coaching. I don't think that's the bottom line. I'm just gonna be honest. Yeah, and, but they are getting Bosa back. They are getting Bosa back, and he's a game. It helps. Absolute it game, really does game help. Yeah, changer. When you got to go play guys like Mahomes, Burrow, and Allen, he is a game changer. When you pair him with him and Mac, oh boy, right? Like mm-hmm. the, you know. Um, so um, no doubt. And then Steelers Ravens. Uh, you know, I gained I gained one up on you here. I really did. Uh, Steelers, Ravens. Oh, yeah. Like you said, was, uh, uh, Tomlin effect. You know, follows the Packers. Follows the Ravens, even. Um, Kenny invite, Pickett, you know, too. Making a throw of his life. Yeah. I, yeah. I really thought the Ravens were going to just hold tight and win. It was typical, like, under 20 points for both teams. Which we, we both did Steelers. say. We both did yeah, say that. And I was like, so all right, you typical. took the Ravens. I'm going to take the Steelers. Like, I'm just going to take the risk. And, could have went either way, yeah. Paid off, man. And you know, I really like the Packers this week, so I, I could have, you know, saved myself there. Well, but Steelers got to be in good sack. spots. If you finish nine and eight, and TJ Watt was hurt for a good part of the year, and you, you finish nine and eight with a rookie quarterback, I mean, it seems only going to be better next year. You know, what I mean, they're not going to get any worse. Um, and so, for, right, if I'm a Steelers fan, I'm pretty happy with how things are going down right now. So the Steelers, uh, they need to win. I'm assuming. They need the Patriots uh, to beat the Dolphins, which did happen. And then the Seahawks mm. to beat the Jets, which did happen. And then next week, they win. They're in. If they win, the Bills win, and the Jets beat the Dolphins. Okay. So, so actually, it's not out. You know, I think the Bills are going to beat the Patriots. They need to beat the Browns. Uh, and then the Jets need to beat the Dolphins and the, and the Steelers from nowhere. No one saw it coming. Sneak into the AFC playoffs. Unreal. That Absolutely would be something. Unreal. That would and be even, But even if they don't, it's like it, they're this team, they just find ways. It's just the franchise. They I love win. it. Man. So much and, respect. Yeah, if I wasn't a Packers fan, I'd be yeah. a Steelers. I'm just going to be honest. And that's not a bandwagon in me at all. I just like the way they do things. That's just like, you know, they're yeah. just a winning 
they, they find ways to it's win. Fair so day. that takes us to Monday night Bengals Bills. I'm rolling with the Bengals. You're rolling with the Bills. The score is currently seven to three as we mm. record this right now. So close game still uh, right about the end of the first quarter. Um, but as of right now, I'm 13 and two on the week. On the week, and you are eleven and four. Okay, so this so could be Seattle a three-game swing. swing. Jake's sitting at nine and nine and six. He's got the Bengals, um, pretty solid, pretty valiant performance. If the Bengals win and he and he gets a ten-win week, that anytime you go double digits, mm-hmm. that's really solid. Um, so, right. um, yeah, this is going to be matter a lot. Just going to be brutally honest, and I do want it. I do want the record to show. I want the record to show. Okay, that uh, I, I wanted to pick Packers. I could be 14 and one, but I couldn't do it, man. Couldn't do it um, for the sake of it, for the so, sake of the Packers so, season worth every penny, man. I, I don't care what I have to <laughs> worth every penny. man. I even put money on the Vikings money. It was worth it, man. Worth I, I would put so, I much. so much respect. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, I was down five games, I believe. Yeah, so you're closing the gap. I here. was down five. That's going to close it to two or three going into next week. Um, and so that takes us to frenzy, where I was down a a bad, down bad, uh, sixty something points here, and oh. uh, I might have made it up. So I'm up one thirty four to seventy eight. You've still got Josh Allen and Joe Mixon. So okay. uh, and Evan McPherson. Oh man. Um. Gosh. So. Uh, you, you, uh, Jefferson and Saquon kind of hurt you a little bit. And I just kind of was solid across the board, except for my Christian Watson pick. That was, you know, quick summary. Got a nice day out of golf and golf and echo. Probably did the same out as Justin Jefferson though. Golf was a good Uh, pick. That wasn't really good. Watson and Jefferson basically washed. That's a good point. All right. But, um, Yeah. yeah. That takes us um, – we will not be back tomorrow for NBA Tuesday. I'll be on the road, so we'll be back next week with NBA Tuesday. But we'll catch you guys on Thursday for a Week 18 preview as we head into playoff season. Um, thanks again for listening, guys. Be sure to check us out on Instagram, TikTok. We'll be posting a lot of new content on TikTok uh, in the new year and um, looking for new ways to engage with you guys. So um, we'll be sure to um, you know have new ideas, new segments, especially as we head into the offseason, do some offseason analysis, some suggestions, some plans. Um, but first, we got to get this Super Bowl push, and uh, we're going to crown a new champion. So I'm excited um, for the playoffs and uh, to watch the Packers probably break my heart again. But I am ready to be hurt again. I didn't think I'd be here, but I am. So um, ready to go. Yeah. Um, as always, thanks again for listening, guys. And be sure to uh, check us out on Thursday for Week 18 preview. Take care.